It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Could the Dallas Cowboys use more four wide receiver sets during the 2023 season? All that more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL. And when you enter promo code LOCKDOWNNFL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order, just like this one right mm-hmm. here. Again, LOCKDOWNNFL. Go to birddogs.com. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Cowboys had their second minicamp practice on Wednesday. They finish up today with a 45-minute walkthrough. One of the biggest takeaways from that practice is we saw a lot of four wide receiver sets with the Cowboys with C.D. Lamb in the slot with Jalen Tolbert kind of working out of the slot. Brandon Cook's on the outside. Michael Gallup on the outside. Do you think this could be a staple of their offense going forward? Well, let's let's take an examination of what, what you just talked about, and, and let's marry in a couple of other things we've heard, right? Uh, you, we've seen more three and four wide receiver sets. I think that they clearly are obviously comfortable with their top three wide receivers. We're still you know waiting to see exactly what Gallup is doing, but I think that what they've seen – they're they're comfortable with what Gallup is doing, and I think that they've enjoyed what uh, the the leap that they've seen from Jalen Tolbert. He sounds like he's more comfortable in, in his job day to day. Simi Fahoku, who was a guy that at training camp last year was doing a, a really fantastic job, got injured early, and then apparently, according to Mike McCarthy, who spoke yesterday about this, uh, was practicing so well at the end of the season last year that they've thought about calling him up to the, the game day roster to get him some reps uh, near the end of the year in, in, in the postseason. So all this leads to me, me to believe that they're actually happy with their top four and or five receivers, and they are wanting to kind of give them opportunities. Now let's also add in another piece of information separate of that. We've heard more and more talk about the running backs being more involved in pass protection, at least changing some of the angles. We haven't gotten any particulars, but there's been rumbling that – Blesco has come into the running back room and changed how pass protection is going to work for the running backs. What that could mean is that we're going to see an uptick on uh, six-man protections that include running backs more than tight ends Mm -hmm. so that you can have more four wide receiver sets and deploy them out uh, uh, in that way and and, and have the running back being the primary pass protector while you're deploying four wide receivers out into formation, uh, giving you the best opportunity to kind of uh, to take advantage of defensive backfield. So uh, I think that if you look at all those things combined, it, it and, and then obviously the fact that Mike McCarthy is a West Coast guy, yep. uh, morphing into a Texas Coast guy, uh, that that you know I think is is 
also lends to the fact that they, he he will like to play with a lot, some more wide receivers. So, uh, you know, for a team that didn't play a, a ton of four wide receiver last year, part of which is <laughs> they didn't have four great wide yeah. receivers at all points during they barely the had two. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that, that now that they feel more comfortable about the position, they feel like they have some talent there uh, and the, just the kind of general change in scheme that they're going yeah. through. I think it lends to the opportunity for them to have more four, four wide receivers. Yeah. The, the only way the Cowboys use more four wide receiver sets is if they feel comfortable that they have at least four receivers that they yeah. feel like they have to get on the field. And we can talk about Jalen Tolbert because it sounds like he had another really nice day. Yeah. Talked about Simi Fahoku, but the guy that you didn't even mention was Kevante Turpin. That's right, who, yeah. Who, according to Todd Archer, on one of the touchdown drives at the end of the game or at the end of the practice, he caught three straight passes to kind of get them into the red zone. And then it was Brandon Cooks that caught the touchdown. Now, yeah. I I have my doubts about Kevante Turpin being like full-time receiver just because he's pretty inexperienced. But if he proves to be somebody that you can have as your sixth receiver and you can run him on five to ten snaps a game, then I do think we'll see more of these three, four, maybe even five wide receiver sets. Yeah. I mean, I think at the very least you can put him in there in some specialist packages where either he's, you know, running a route that he's very comfortable with, or he's playing a decoy or he's taking a handoff on a, a reverse or, you know, well, he's I, I the think... guy that's in motion. Right. And all of a sudden exactly. he's in the backfield and, you know, he's the guy doing some of the orbit stuff. I think that's probably more likely, but yeah. again, it's nice to have that guy so you could pull Tony Pollard off the field for three snaps in a row and give him a little bit of a breather. Well, I mean, I, the other thing, too, is that it's it's not even just like it's not just the guys individually. But the fact is that your fourth wide receiver could be a combination of any one of those three guys yeah. like that. That that means that I think you'll see more uh, four wide receiver sets simply because you can do you can ha- still have a wide variety of, of playing styles and, and body types on the field even with the four wide receivers, you know, just kind of depending on who you deploy in those groups. So I think it's something that the Cowboys should look to take advantage of. And I, and I clearly sounds like they are. One of the things, again, we're going a lot off of just like tweets from reporters and yeah. pictures that we saw, we've seen. But one of the things that I noticed, because DallasCowboys.com does a great job of putting out pictures from the OTAs in the mini camps, is that it seems like there's this effort to make sure that CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks are playing either next to each other or right beside each other or on the same side of the field. Like I saw it in a couple of pictures yesterday where CD's playing in the slot, Cooks is playing on the outside, and then they have those guys kind of doing some crossing routes or picks for each other. Do you think that's purposeful? Like just to get your two best receivers next to, you, to each other? Or what are your thoughts there? I, I, I do think it's purposeful. I, I wonder if it's if it's a case where, you know, they're trying to get these two kind of you know, some chemistry and running two man concepts off of each other in order to kind of, you know, get them, get each other open. And maybe, you know, some of the kind of timing, especially if they're practicing like rub routes or something like that, you kind of have to work on understanding exactly how to run the route right off of the guy. So getting a lot of reps with uh, between those two kind of on the same side of the field gets them ready for, you know, when you want to use CD as a guy to rub, rub the, 
the the defender off of of Cook so he can go down the yeah. field or uh, you know just playing off of each other a little bit. I don't know that the, the offense is necessarily going to uh, uh, you know feature that a ton, but I think that the, it's good to get those reps early so you can kind of get the chemistry of what it's like to run a route next to a guy and then know exactly you know hey this is when I break in this route to make sure I'm off his back hip so the guy has no chance to kind of run through that and I'm making sure I'm getting a clean pick on on the guy when when yep. when we running across the formation. Uh, last thing here before we move on from the wide receivers is again another strong day from Jalen Tolbert. Uh, it wasn't I don't at least it didn't sound like he made any ridiculous catches or anything, but he's playing way more consistent. Which way is that's the, that's the news. That's the, that's you that's want the to news. Mean, look. Yeah, getting like you know a big catch here and there. That's that's great for Jalen Tolbert. But what we're looking for is consistency. So yes. I'd much rather hear those notes than hey, he had one big catch and four drops. You know, and it, and it seems like that's been kind of the news. Just steadily looking good and that's and i actually tweeted about this yesterday the cowboys don't need him to be cd lamb or brandon cooks what they really need jalen tolbert to do is just be a viable number four receiver and if you can do that the offense is going to be just fine uh lynn i want to get your thoughts on mike mccarthy and Dak prescott uh both talking about the texas coast or the text coast as you trademarked it we'll get to that next this episode is brought to you by bird dogs Bird Dogs make you look so good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a you know stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs have fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I actually just got a package right before we jumped on both of my uh, shorts. Landon, he's uh, he's Beautiful. showing off the, the tumbler Beautiful. right now. Tumblr. Yeah. So all, if you want one of those tumblers, all you have to do is go to birddogs.com slash NFL and enter promo code LockedOnNFL for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That is birddogs.com slash NFL for a free Yeti-style tumbler Lynn and I both have them. They're absolutely fantastic. They're incredible. They're great. Uh, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Every day or so. On tomorrow's show, we're going to answer your Twitter questions, so please send them in to me at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we'll get to as many as possible. Landon, I want your thoughts on Dak Prescott trademarking uh, the new offense, Texas Coast. What does that actually mean? Well, it means that they, they don't have any kind of branding guy inside the yeah, quarterback. Texas Coast doesn't roll off the no. tongue like Texcoast. I even threw out later Friscoast. You know, I mean, you're in I Frisco. I mean, that one works too, right? Like, How about Best Coast? But, I, listen, I already got a trademark on that one, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it – it, look – I think this is going to be a story because it's, it's catchy and, you know, Oh, we got a name for the offense now. I don't know if it means a lot. You know, I mean, I, I think on, uh, the truth of the matter is every year 
every team invents a new offense. You yeah. know, like it's that's the reality. You of have it to. Is, yeah, I mean, you you start with the kind of you know some some you know uh, uh, some templates. Uh, you know that 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 come from West Coast or concepts or come from Coriel concepts or you know or Earnhardt Perkins or whatever, right? You you start with templates of offense and then you kind of work in what what works and and really, I think you know McCarthy and and Dak and a lot of these guys have all talked about it in the last few days that this is about making the quarterback comfortable. It's it's the quarterback's offense, really. Whether what you call this or that, I mean, McCarthy went to a whole diatribe about. Duquesne and, and about this uh, passing concept. And then at the end of the day, it didn't matter what he called it. He asked Dak what he wanted to call it because ultimately Dak has got to be the person to own this kind of thing. So whether Dak, you know, calls it Texas or Texas coast or whatever they call it, uh, it. I think there will be elements of West coast in there. I think it's, it's, it's kind of a, a West coast mentality being played through the Cowboys kind of current playbook. Right. It's like, yeah. because it's not like, look, Last year, it's not like the Cowboys didn't have wide zone plays and bootleg plays and and and, and play action plays that that are bootleg you know rollouts. These are all you know heavy tenets of a West Coast offense. I mean, there's West Coast stuff all in the playbook already. So again, a lot of this is about you know who's calling the plays, a mentality, you know, uh, slight changes in just preference of how the offense is run. Um, you know, I think it's neat that that they came up with a name for it, but I, I don't know that it's like. Yeah, they're not breaking or anything. Yeah, they're not nothing new, right? They're not reinventing the wheel. They're just they're this is their flavor of what a lot of other people do. To call it its own offense is fine because you know, I mean, what what is an offense? You know, that's that's a very we have a whole show on what the West Coast offense actually is and and what what are is required in order to be called a West Coast offense when. In reality, it's just a collection of plays that you decide to use and how you call them and win. It's kind of a non-story, right? It really it's just I, it's 2023 Dallas Cowboys offense. That's all it is. Every yeah. team has to change and evolve a little bit on offense from year to year. You don't go in with the same exact playbook because if you do, defensive coordinators figure things out really quickly. So you have to have variations. You've got to change the way that you call stuff and the wording and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's not really a big deal at all. No. No. So, uh, all right, let's talk about some other things that happened, uh, kind of at training camp over, or excuse me, at mini camp, not quite the training camp. Not uh, quite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing up Matt. Well, let's go. Uh, we yeah. heard Mike McCarthy talk about him yesterday at the podium. And he said that the, the he's had an unbelievable off season. And it seems like the buzz has been overwhelmingly positive here. Now I don't want to compare it to him to Terrence Steele because that's not fair. But it does feel a little bit like what the type of buzz we were getting from Terrence Steele after his rookie season, where it's like, hey, he dominated the offseason. We're really excited for this leap. I think we're trending in that direction. Yeah, I, I think we got some more answers too. Uh, and, and Mike gave a very long kind of uh, uh, answer about, well, let's go and what, what he's done well. Um, and one of the things that I think you and I were both confused about, you know, despite having a great offseason, was that he was also getting a lot of work inside at guard, which, 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 you know, if you look at his body, doesn't, you know, just standing there, it doesn't seem like it would be a good fit, right? He's well, like, I saw, I saw a thing yesterday of him and Tyron Smith just standing next to each other, and he makes Tyron look small, which I don't know yeah, how he, that happens. He's six seven, like three twenty, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he's he's a big boy. Uh, yeah. But I think the thing that that really kind of 
separates him from a lot of these other taller, bigger tackles, which is allowing him opportunities to play inside a guard, is that he has incredible lower body flexibility. He's able to get down in his stance, uh, coil up, and, and kind of play with leverage, which is what you are worried about when you're playing guard, is that you know some of these leggier, taller guys, even though they have good length, uh, it's it's tough for them to kind of get into a coiled stance and then you know kind of deliver a blow quickly. And that's the other aspect, right? Is guard things happen so fast inside at guard, right? Your hands have got to be quick, so you have to have a guy that can physically kind of hold up with the the, the speed of the game. Uh, you know that just shows you what kind of athlete that Matt Willetsko is. You know, I, I think I think even they were probably surprised by the level of athleticism they were getting from this guy when he showed up. And now you've seen it where, uh, yeah, I think he's uh, he's going to be in the mix uh, for a tackle spot. We'll see exactly where on the depth chart that exists. But I also think that they're going to be looking at him as more than just a tackle. More maybe a guy That's who true. could play be a four, you know, a four position swing and swing guy that'd be incredible, or or at the very least just a guy who could be the uh the kind of anti tyler smith right the guy that's the right side version of tyler that's, Smith. Right? that's what i was gonna say i wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to make him a right side player because look at the team right now right if you're going to play I, tyron smith at left tackle and tyler smith at left guard i think the thing is if tyron were to go down with an injury you kick out tyler Smith to play him at left tackle, or if you're in a game and you don't want to do that, you could play Chuma Udoga, who's also working at left tackle, right? I think kind of sounds like the Cowboys are keeping Udoga on the left side. And then on the right side, you have Terrence Steele as your starting right tackle, but there's no clear backup. Maybe yeah. that is, well, let's go, right? And yeah. If, if, if heaven forbid that Terrence Steele and Tyron Smith are down at the same time, that's when you go to, well, that's going to be your right tackle. And you, you just kind of leave him over there. I, to me, that seems like that's what the plan is right now for the offensive line. Yeah, and it makes sense too. If you talk about like it, it kind of just let's loop in Adoga in, more into the conversation, right? I think that if you if the plan is, hey, we've got Tyler, Tyron, and uh, Chuma as our left side players, that's a complete solution to me, right? You've got a guy Chuma who he could he I think he could be a decent guard if he got full-time practice there so if you need to plug him in at guard you kick tyler out to tackle if tyron gets hurt that's your solution if tyler gets hurt you plug in chuma at guard if you know if tyron gets hurt but for some reason you don't want to kick out tyler chuma's got experience playing left tackle and then on the right side you know the same thing between zach martin what well let's go and steal right steel gets hurt you pump in uh, uh well let's go out there if martin gets hurt you know, this is a game day solution. I'm not saying like if Martin got hurt long term, you might have like a more kind of layered competition there. But yeah. to have a guy that can kind of come in on each side of the offensive line and play either of those two positions just to kind of get you through a game, that's that's really smart game day roster yeah. building. And I think that will really help the Cowboys and kind of that position flex that they need. Let's talk about some of the other notes that we have coming out of Cowboys camp from Mike McCarthy next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, Landon, just a couple other notes really quickly uh, from Mike McCarthy. He talked about Kelvin Joseph on Wednesday, said uh, this is the best offseason that he's had. He's really becoming more comfortable in the slot. Uh, do you buy that the slot is the best spot for him? Yeah, I mean, I think it it, it it does make some sense, right? Just because he's uh, he's a physical, you know, uh, uh, he's physically capable of playing the position. I think that's a, a lot of the problem at times is that either you need to be a very heady player if you're not going to be an incredibly physical player inside, uh, or you need to be an incredibly physical player, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that he has shown that he has the physical ability to play that kind of cornerback position. He's got the kind of loose hips and athleticism that – I think works in the slot very well. Um, you know, and, and I think if he can uh, upgrade his awareness to a level that it is comfortable and that he's seeing the patterns kind of, you know, deploy out in front of him. Well, Carthy uh, talked about it yesterday that, you know, getting him looks inside will help him play outside too. It's, 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 it's all about kind of understanding duty to play inside uh you know on the field but also giving him good experience so he knows mm-hmm. you know what everyone else is doing when he does play outside he understands what's happening up for him inside all right just a couple other notes really quickly cd lamb uh got a little banged up at the end of practice on wednesday mike mccarthy said it's nothing serious we're going to hold him out uh through thursday practice it sounds like it just banged legs with uh i believe it was izzy mcquamo no concern there yeah, I mean, it sounds like they it was there was some concern at the moment, but it sounds like everything's okay. Uh, and yeah, I don't know that you need to have CD Lamb prove anything else in a no. mini camp practice at this point. No, the other couple of things, uh, Zach Martin, we found out has a soft tissue injury. He's going to be ready for training camp. Seems like the Cowboys are just going to be overly cautious here. Demarcus Lawrence did have a knee scope this offseason. That's why he didn't practice. But my biggest takeaway here is that Mike McCarthy just. He doesn't want to get in any trouble with those. He's not getting fined. He's no, not. He's, after back-to-back off seasons of getting fined, he's not doing it again. Yeah, he's 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 got uh, he's got uh, the Cowboys have planned for all that extra cap money space. Mike McCarthy's got planned for all that non-fines money that he had yes. saved away in his wallet. So yeah, I think he's playing it safe. And look, I, I don't think it's the worst thing, right? You've got a team that, even though it's young, it's experienced. Uh, so I think you can get some of these younger players some more teaching opportunities. Let's let the let's let the real hard competition go on in training camp where it's safe. Uh, last thing before we head out, um, Mike McCarthy was asked about the Dalvin Cook situation today. He said, "Really good player, not going to comment." Again, doesn't want to get fined because that thing has not been official yet. But any interest in Dalvin Cook at all? Hmm. I, I think that there's going to be some talk about it. They'll kick the names around. I, again, go back to what we've said before. I think the Cowboys should go into training camp with what they've got, see what they have in these guys, and then see what's who's available then. It doesn't need to be Dalvin Cook that you no. sign as the other running back. So if he gets signed by some other team, you know, more luck, more power to him. Good luck and, 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 and have a good career in Miami or wherever you're going. But, uh, but, but I think that there's going to be plenty of opportunities for other running backs if you want them. Let's see what the Cowboys have. Maybe they have something better in-house than what Dalvin Cook is. And right. cheaper. Right. Yep, you might have something cheaper. better and cheaper. And the good thing is, hey, if you missed out on Dalvin Cook here in June, I promise you there's going to be another running back available in August. There'll be one available in September and even October. Like Derrick Henry could just be like the Titans could be 0-8 and, and they want to move on. Right. And you get Derrick Henry for a fraction of the price or whatever. Like there's going to be options out there. That's the one position yeah. 
I don't need to have filled in, you know, fixed on June 8th or whatever. I, I think the Cowboys will be just fine. There are certain positions you have windows, right? And and like that's your only opportunity to upgrade the position at, at, at a starter level and and, and you know, like offensive to, tackle you, quarterback. Yeah, you you got to draft it. That, that's the only way. Or you got to pay big money in free agency. Those are the only ways to upgrade the position. Running back is absolutely not that position. Running back can be no. upgraded, or at least you could get a solid quality starting running back. Probably almost any point in the calendar year uh, off the street. Yes. Uh, sorry, I keep saying one last thing, but I did remember the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, seems like they're making some behind the scene moves with some of the analytic department. Oh yes, yes. Uh, and I forgot the the the, the guy's Park. name from the Colts. Park is his John last Park name, right? is his name, right? Yeah, John Park. Yeah. Uh, one of the most universally liked analytic members in the football com- community. He actually worked with Frank Wright uh, mm-hmm. with the Colts on like on game day stuff. He was on the mm-hmm. field. Uh, it sounds like the Cowboys have gotten a pretty good win here. Also hearing some whispers that uh, they're going to continue to poach some more people from that Colts analytics staff. So be on the lookout for that. We'll have to talk more about this when we get some time. Maybe we'll bring in our friend Daniel Houston, who's yeah. got a really good you know grasp on that situation later this summer. But just wanted to mention that before we head out. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in on tomorrow's show. We'll be talking about some of your Twitter questions, so please send them in. Uh, you can do that to me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We are free and available on all platforms. And we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.